Welcome to Inside the Founders Studio with the California Technology Council, where we bring you perspectives directly from startup founders and investors in every episode. Now we turn to our host in our Northern California headquarters, Matt Gardner, founder of the California Technology Council. Thanks again to Big Figment for the soundtrack. You can find out more information about them at bigfigment.com. We have a fantastic episode for you today with two startups, NeuroTrack and NeuroSave, in the neuroscience space. In advance of a program with these companies as part of CTC's BioCalifornia initiative. In our next episode, we'll have a long conversation with Jesse Burst, chairman of the Smart Cities Council, in advance of our Clean Acres conference coming on November 1st. We hope you'll join us there, and for more information, check out californiatechnology.org slash cleanacres. Take a minute to subscribe to our podcasts on SoundCloud and at the iTunes Store, and join us for upcoming events on incubation, cybersecurity, energy efficiency, and more. In a moment, we'll get back to NeuroSave and NeuroTrack. But first, here's a minute with our sponsors at Office Depot. Leading a startup team? Hi, this is Janet McTaggart with Office Depot. Whether you're delivering a sugar rush, stocking coffee, or setting up a regular delivery of snacks, Office Depot has solutions that fit every startup's culture. From getting those first business cards and stationery to ordering fleece pullovers with your new logo, Office Depot can help. Learn about how Office Depot and the California Technology Council have partnered to bring you savings on all these startup essentials and more at californiatechnology.org forward slash member benefits. There are very different kinds of cognitive decline, and today we're talking to one company, NeuroSave, with an approach to ischemic events, and another, NeuroTrack, with a digital health approach to monitoring long-term decline. On this episode of Inside the Founder Studio, we're speaking with Seth Rogers of NeuroSave and Caitlin Krebs of NeuroTrack. Seth and Caitlin, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, thanks glad to be here. Uh, Seth, let's start with you. NeuroSave is a, a very unusual uh, brain health company. Can you tell us a little bit about your approach and, and uh, talk a little bit about where the company is and its development? Sure. Uh, so. Yes, uh, we are focused on treatment of ischemic brain injury, and that is the brain injury that happens whenever uh, blood flow is interrupted to the brain. Uh, this can happen as part of a cardiac arrest uh, where the heart stops, for example, but also as part of a stroke where the heart is still going, but there's blockage of blood flow to part of the brain. Uh, one of the most effective therapies for that, at least in animal models, is to reduce the brain temperature as rapidly as possible. And uh, it's had some success in translation to human beings, but um, it's been less than what, would, what one would hope based on the animal models. So we set out to improve upon that uh, with a more targeted, uh, more rapid uh, brain cooling technology. Our technology works by circulating cold saline in the sinus cavity and upper esophagus, which in turn gets the blood in the carotid arteries uh, cold, which is the big, uh, the big blood supply to the brain. So uh, this is done in a way that uh, allows targeting of the cooling to the brain while allowing the rest of the body to remain warm, which avoids the side effects 
uh, that's typically associated with whole body cooling. Jeff, you mentioned ischemic injury. The the um, the kind of cascade of cell death that occurs behind one of those injuries is uh, debilitating. Uh, as anyone who's uh, gone through this with a stroke patient knows, what does your approach do to uh, hopefully stave off those uh, long-term effects or or the cascade of injury that can result from those events? Right. Um, well, that's a, that's a great question, and it's um, it's still not entirely solved. Um, what we know is that uh, cooling the brain uh, reduces the metabolism uh, of, the, of the cells there, and uh, that reduces the degree to which the cells are starved from oxygen. Uh, but also, once the cells are starved from oxygen and can no longer make energy, uh, all sorts of processes, uh, chemical processes, begin to, um, begin to kick off in the brain that lead to swelling and cell death and loss of uh, membrane integrity. And cooling the brain actually slows down those chemical processes at several choke points in that mechanism. So uh, hypothermia does have a very broad spectrum of action, and um, this is why it, it tends to work better than some of the neuroprotective drugs that have been tried uh, also in, in animal models. So long story short, um, we know it works very well in animals. It works okay in humans. We hope to do better. Um, and uh, it's working on uh, quite a bit of biochemistry, I, I guess is the, the summary of, of, of knowledge today. It's a difficult area to work in. How do you go about proving that the, the approach works overall or, or that the technology is effective? Oh, that's a great question. And, um, you know, the picking of the right uh, clinical endpoints is, uh, is absolutely the, the heart of the problem. Uh, one thing that has become very useful is the use of MRI, uh, and that allows us to look in the brain um, after an injury, for example, and look at the size of the, you know, the infarcts or areas of damaged tissues. Um, there's also um, imaging techniques you can do to look at the integrity of the blood-brain barrier um, and uh, several others where, you know, you can, you can get away from MRI and start to look at, like, serum markers of, of, of brain injury. But uh, to your point, um, having an objective uh, visual endpoint early in the game is really key, and that's what MRI does for us. Um, later, of course, what really matters is the, the outcome for these people, right? So you have um, uh, the NIH stroke scale or Rankin uh, stroke scores, things like that, which are, you know, more, more clinical um, measures that have been in place for a long, long time and you know, tie directly to quality of life. Um, what we'd really like to do kind of in the middle, and um, I would also say that those other measures of stroke are very much weighted towards like motor scores, you know, can you move your arm, uh, can you walk, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, the more subtle stuff is also really interesting. What is the cognitive state of these people? all the kind of stuff that neuropsychologists, uh, neuropsychiatrists uh, deal in uh, every day. And that sort of, you know, cognitive decline is, 
I think what, what kind of sits between what some people might call a marker, which would be the MRI evidence and, and some of this motor skill type stuff. And uh, that, I think, is uh, still uh, a, an open problem uh, in a lot of places. So very exciting um, recent developments there, though, for sure. Now, Caitlin, we should disclose for our regular listeners that we've worked together before many years ago at BayBio, but now you're working at NeuroTrack, which is a, a company with a, a kind of a digital health approach to brain health. Can you tell us a little bit about NeuroTrack and, and uh, where the company is at in its development? Sure. Thanks for having me, Matt. Um, yeah, so NeuroTrack is a digital health company, and we're really dedicated to developing non-invasive uh, cognitive health assessment tools. And our goal is really to enable consumers and patients to identify cognitive decline early and do something about it. And so we have a five-minute uh, test that you can take on the web to assess your cognitive state. So as Seth mentioned, we're really focused on cognitive decline and, and the neuropsychologists want to know the state of a patient and we can assess that uh, in five minutes on a video, through a video camera. And then we have basically a digital health program, a cognitive health program in which you can sign up and there's many years of science behind lifestyle, and lifestyle can help to prevent cognitive decline and ultimately Alzheimer's disease. And so we're, we're basically in beta right now, and we have a significant number of beta users taking our tests and using our program, and the goal is to prevent cognitive decline. This can represent a, a terrific way to monitor uh, kind of longitudinal data points. What, what is the frequency of measurement that, that makes the data points um, meaningful for you for, for observation and tracking? Sure, so for us, um, so for instance, the product that we've developed is based on um, the finger study. So it's basically the Finnish geriatric, geriatric intervention study and a combination of something called the MIND diet published by Lament Brush University, Martha Claire Morris. Um, those studies show that you can have a significant impact on an annual basis. Um, we also know that cardiovascular um, markers can show changes in three months. So, um, you know, we're encouraging folks to do regular testing to really assess their cognitive health. Monthly or, or three monthly intervals would show those kinds of changes? Uh, three months. In three months, you can see changes. Can you talk a little bit more about the kinds of indicators that you're looking for? You, you mentioned video, so that's interesting. Are you, are you taking on a number of biometric measurements as well as, um, you know, some tests of a recall and speed and processing? So um, our test is based on um, science out of Emory, Emory University, and there's this idea um, well, so, so basically there's uh, early dysfunction is shown in the hippocampus. So there's 30 years of science to show that the first part of your brain that you, where you can detect dysfunction primarily for cognition is the hippocampus. And we all have this inherent preference, it's called novelty preference. So when you walk into a museum, 
If you see two paintings on the wall, you will always gravitate towards uh, the painting that you haven't seen before. And so basically what our test is, is we test this idea of novelty preference. So we show consumers images on your computer screen, and we use eye tracking technology to locate their eyes and to identify which image they're looking at. And then we develop a score to really baseline those patients to um, give them feedback on their cognition. And of course, there's normal aging, and there's, um, you know, you may forget your keys, you may forget someone's name, uh, that's all normal. Uh, but what our goal is to really allow consumers to understand whether this is just normal healthy aging or if there's something else going on um, within their brain. And our test helps to give them an indicator of that. Two very interesting stories. This has been a few minutes with Seth Rogers of NeuroSave and Caitlin Krebs of NeuroTrack. Thank you both for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you at, at BioCalifornia coming up. Great. Thank you, Matt. Thanks. We have a lot of material coming up for you in the next few weeks. We're going to take a close look at the startup community in Kansas City. We'll have a startup spotlight on Riverside, California, and we'll have a conversation with author and entrepreneur Pulav Sharda. Stay tuned for these and more, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. If you enjoy CTC's podcasts, we want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at californiatechnology.org, and we invite you to join. You can learn more at californiatechnology.org slash join. Inside the Founders Studio is produced in Northern California by the California Technology Council.